Welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hutink, and my co-host, Christian Conway. Like a certain goalkeeper, I like my martinis shaken, not stirred as well. Yes, and with a little Gatorade. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so welcome back to another episode of Simply Soccer. Uh, we are episode 10, season 3, and the Galaxy have beat San Jose, so they own California. It's, the crown is heavy, but we will always wear it. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Um, but I think the Galaxy deserves the win. I, I, when you look at stats, of course, you know, the Galaxy and San Jose are actually pretty even. Um, but I, I was really impressed with, with the performance uh, for this match. Uh, the goal line, obviously, um, it was officially an own goal. We were wondering what Grant Sear, uh brought to the team. Uh, he did the work on that goal, and I, f I feel like you could really see <laughs> the work that, I feel like such a teacher saying that, but you could really see the work that the Galaxy uh, put in. They really showed it. And, you know, there, there should have been more goals <laughs> from the Galaxy side. Yeah, no question. I mean, you can talk about that golden chance Gabral has within the first 10 to 15 minutes where, you know, he puts the defender on skates um, and then gets the ball cleared off the line. I mean, that, that kind of sums it up for the Galaxy that, you know, I think, you know, the, the big talking point that a lot of people went after was, of course, Jonathan Bond's excellent work. But, you know, I mean, you look at Cabral, you know, had some opportunities, especially that one late in the second half, probably should have done a little bit better with it. Um, you talk about, you know, Steris hitting the post um, and then Jonathan DeSantos having a shot blocked by uh, the defender's face. Um, by the way, I was rewatching that back while I was getting ready today. And I was watching that defender take that shot full on in the face. And I was like, how did he get up, like, legitimately right after that? I would have been down for days. Um, you know, I, I will give the credit to to San Jose. They don't tend to lay on the floor and milk it. They get physical and they get right back up. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was. You, I mean, you talk about this game. I mean, it was it was it was a rather end to end affair. I mean, twenty one shots for the Galaxy, eighteen shots for San Jose, um, of which eight on target for the Galaxy, twelve on target for San Jose. But I think you know, this is one of those games where, you know, as I said last week, you know. We knew San Jose was going to generate opportunities. It was a question of finishing. And I think the one time was when Rios was kind of left in all alone and, you know, Jonathan Bond stops him. But, you know, you pay Rio, he's your second highest paid player. He's got to finish that. And I think, you know, we got a little lucky with the sense that San Jose does, does, has struggled to finish this season. But I think, you know, when you talk about this, this game, I think the overarching sense is, I think you play this game even with the same players, but with the mentality of the team from 2017 to last year, I don't think they win this game. And yet, I think this is a big testament to the mentality and the the shift in drive and will that, you know, they're still running their legs off in the 90th minute, you know, to win this game. And I think that's the biggest testament of Greg Vanney's, you know, young tenure with the Galaxy is it just, it does feel mentally a little bit different, you know. And I think, you know, that that's, that's very comforting to feel. Um, Definitely, there are some concerns. I think, you know, everyone who's raised concerns about the defense, I think you you have a valid point um, through the first, uh, what are we, week eight of the season. The LA Galaxy are in the top three of uh, expected goals allowed. The other two teams are uh, Cincinnati, and I cannot remember the third team. I don't think that company you necessarily want to keep, um, considering the respective, uh, the, the challenges, shall we say, that Cincinnati has faced uh, this season so far. But I think, you know, sometimes this is the reality of, of of the sport, which is sometimes it's just going to be smash and grab and you'll get those three points. And I, I'll take it, you know, like 
it, it, it was an indicator to us that we're still definitely in the middle of a project, but it also was an indicator that, hey, you know, we don't have to necessarily sacrifice, we don't have to necessarily sacrifice results for progress, if that makes sense. Absolutely, it makes sense. And, you know, legit, it was a way for international duty. And, you know, before, you would definitely feel someone, someone missing um, in the midfield. And I'm glad to see that the Galaxy have created it in a way where, I mean, yes, the later in the second half, obviously, that's where most of Bond's um, saves came through. And there's no denying it. I mean, before I even got to watch this game, I heard about all of Bond's saves. And to watch it for myself, um, yes, it is concerning, especially for the defense. Um, but, you know, all the credit to Bond to be able to, I mean, those are some incredible saves, not just a double save, um, you know, but it, it is a really impressive to watch and really fun to watch. Um, of course, as a Galaxy fan, you're, you're worried, you're concerned, um, but it's nice to know, you know, that you can rely on him. Now that said, yeah, it, it it's not for me. I mean, I can't speak for for everybody, but for me, you know, it's it's not the only thing that happened in that game, though. And when you're watching how the Galaxy perform overall, and you know, stats stats are always one thing. And you know, when you're playing against an opponent like the Earthquakes, and and you know what they're capable of, um, you know, and and the chances that they took, it it was concerning to. See see Bond have to make so many saves and, and I wonder what what happened later in the second half because um, you know you have I mean Sasha question even looked good I mean a lot of people say like oh he's in Grand Sea or like like you know they're a little slower and, and this and that but um, Araujo uh, you know I thought he did really well too to, to get the ball back into play um, to keep possession of the ball um, I really liked uh, when Dunbar came in like he got the ball back and, and he was not afraid to, to shoot it um, and, and try to get through the middle because they were playing on the right a lot, um, you know? And, and then Depoy took a shot for long range. Um, it, was, it, was a really, it was a really fun game and, and everybody uh, was playing together. I mean, Saldana was another one that was, you know, uh, remarkable to me. Uh, Cabral's still very hungry. He's, he's going for his goals. Um, you know, Chicharito even even had uh, a shot. So, you know, they aren't they aren't just feeding the ball to him. They're you can tell that they're trying to create. They're trying to take advantage. They're trying to work through their opponent. Um, I I've I just really liked what I saw. Oh, and of course, Stairs um, and Jonathan Dos Santos. Kudos to them too for for also um, taking shots. It's just. It's just such a big turnaround. It's just such a difference. Like you know, it's not just it's not just crossing, and and you can just tell that even the crosses that that they're trying to to make, it's not just to feed Chicharito. Like they're they're really creating opportunities. Um, and San Jose is a very challenging team. Yeah, and I think you make a good point about you know Grand Sierra and Cabral making this this attack almost feel almost three dimensional kind of in a way, you know, mm -hmm. that, that it was so narrow before with Chicharito is kind of the only focal point. Now they've got Cabral and, and, and Grand Sierra and, and um, you know, uh, I mean, obviously Dunbar started this game, but you know, when Grand Sierra came in, it did feel a little bit more 3D. And now that they've got Kledgedon kind of feeling a little bit more comfortable on the ball, Victor Vasquez also feeling a little bit more comfortable on the ball. It does just feel like the galaxy can kind of get at you in a, in a multitude of different ways. Um, yeah, because even Viafania tried to get the ball to Chicharito. I mean, you know, yeah, they're coming from all sides now. Yeah. And I think that's, that, I think 
you know, it's interesting because I had, you know, I think I, you know, I then have to go back and, and listen to a lot of our earlier stuff in this, uh, you know, in the preseason where I said, you know, I pontificated that I think this Galaxy team is going to be the typical Greg Vanny high possession, intent to move through the middle kind of team. But now I'm almost looking at it saying, you know, what? I honestly think Greg Vanny is working angles on the wide end to create, you know, overloads that then benefit the Galaxy by either pinging it across or getting, you know, a through ball in um, out of angled positions rather than necessarily, you know, uh, you know, more centrally. So I think it's an interesting kind of thing to see. And, and maybe this is early days and, you know, Vanny still has to, you know, bet in Ravalosa and, and, and uh, Koulibaly and, and we still have, you know, a little bit of, you know, moving parts, excuse me, you know, still here. But I think that may be how this team looks, you know, at least for this season. Um, I will say, you know, I think, I think a lot of people kind of railed against the fact that we conceded so many chances to San Jose. What I will say is San Jose is guaranteed entertainment every week, whether you like, you know, like, whether you like them or not, they are a fun team to watch every week. Because your, your, your mic is going out ah, a little excuse bit. Me. Um, but yeah, San Jose, as I was saying, San Jose is a, is a guaranteed uh, chaos ball every single week they go out on that field. Like every single week, they're there to create chaos. And so, you know, the, the I guess the, the bargain you make playing San Jose is, you know, in order to deal with them, you're going to have to kind of subscribe to their system. And, you know, that means you're going to get a lot of chances, but they're also going to get a lot of chances. And so therefore, you know, you just got to hope that you make your chances and they don't. And that's exactly kind of what happened today, or uh, excuse me, today um, on Saturday, which was that, you know, the Galaxy, you know, made that bet and they won, you know, and, and is that going to work every game? No, not at all. And, but again, you know, against a team like San Jose, where that's kind of their modus operandi, you know, that's what you're going to have to deal with. And so, you know, I, I do credit the Galaxy, um, for, for, you know, you probably should have had two or three goals in this game. I think we can both agree on that. And, you know, Grant Sears' so. yeah. effort uh, to cause the own goal, um, I think, um, is rather impressive. It's interesting, when Grant Sear came in, they completely changed out their tactics and started pinging that long ball to that side, and Grant Sear won that that duel every single time. And the whole entire thing about beating San Jose is winning 50-50 duels. And, you know, Grant Sear had that other chance. Um, I can't remember the defender, but the defender tracked back brilliantly and, and you know, maybe Gronster should do a little bit better with that when he's one on one with the keeper and not let the center back get back into the play. But, you know, I'm I'm almost not mad about it because it was a fantastic tackle that that stripped him of the ball. Uh, so, you know, I think, you know, this there was a lot of good to take out of this game. I again, it was it was a chaotic, dirty game. I think you know it wasn't you know it's not necessarily going to be the clean tactical masterclass that they show and you know a coaching license class. Um, but I think you know. And the other thing about, you know, the Jonathan Bond factor is when have the Galaxy had a keeper since Jaime Pinedo, I think, that has was able to steal them a game, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Josh Saunders every now and then would come up with one of these, but it does feel like it isn't, you know, let's hit the panic button the minute the defense is on skates anymore. It, it does feel like, okay, you know, once that ball gets back to Jonathan Bond, okay, there is some, you know, there is some, or not even some reason, there is full reason to believe that he's going to make the save. And, um, you know, I saw some LAFC fans on Twitter that were saying, oh, well, you know, it clearly can't be a good sign that your your keeper is leading MLS in saves. And I said, well, the whole entire thing about it was the Galaxy wouldn't have had that over the past few years. That mm-hmm. you know, they would be comfortably in the middle of the pack, but they would have lost five out of these first seven games, you know, because they just didn't have someone 
who stepped up in the big moments to make those big saves. And, you and, know, and we readily admit that the Galaxy, it's it's not good to make Bond work so hard. Yeah, <laughs> we're, I mean, we're not saying like, oh yeah, we're happy with everything that's going on. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, again, being in the top three of expected goals allowed is a very, very, very concerning t- statistic over a long period of time extrapolated. But the thing is, again, this is the first year of all of this. Like, this is still very much a work in progress. And yet, they've won five games. You know, they've, they've you know like yes it's a work in progress but it's also kind of like i'm the the the, the building blocks that they're you are creating are incredibly positive data points do i think this is sustainable over 36 games not at all i don't think it is and i definitely think this international break that's coming up over the next two to three weeks you know vanny and, and the crew need to really be conf- or really need to work on defensive shape and um, you know, a little bit of transitional defending. I think they've, they've gotten caught out a couple of times in transition in a way that uh, concerns me. They are also going to learn probably the fate of what happens with Williams and his suspension. I'm assuming probably three to five games. If, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd say mm-hmm. five, but it could be anywhere from three to five. Um, so they're going to have to work on, uh, you know, covering that loss. But, you know, I think, as you said, you know, Nick Dupuis stepped up a little bit in this game and he stepped up and said, you know, this can be my role. Um, They'll also have to work in this international break about getting, you know, Koulibaly and uh, Revoloson, all of the paperwork done, all of that done, and also get them comfortable in the team. But this is this is kind of perfect timing, this international break, right? Like, this is perfect for the Galaxy. You've had an amazing first seven games. You know, your two losses, one of them is against, you know, the current dynasty in MLS. The other is a bit of a fluky game in which you lose a player in the 44th minute, you know. But... You know, you have two signings to bet in. You've got to get, you know, Grand Sierra and Cabral a little bit more comfortable with just the Galaxy organization, with being in Los Angeles, with, you know, being in the United States, different language, et cetera, et cetera. This is the perfect three weeks for the Galaxy. Like, this came at just the right moment. And international breaks are always weird because, you know, you don't want to be too hot going into an international break because is that momentum going to come back afterwards? I don't even think I have to worry about momentum. I think there's so much that the Galaxy can get done on the back of some incredibly positive results that I'm actually kind of... I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not as concerned that this came when it did. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It, it makes sense. You know, and and to have, you know, the Galaxy be sitting in third on the table. That's, hey, it's where you want to be, especially come playoffs. It's a little early for that, but I'm just saying. You know, it's it's not a bad place to be in, uh, for the break. And considering, you know, the teams that we have, you know, after the break, we're gonna have to face Seattle Sounders again. Um, you know, uh, they drew with Austin. So it's not like this isn't a, you know, winnable game uh, for the Galaxy. And just like I said, you know, on, on this San Jose match, I mean, yes, I, I can't emphasize enough how concerning it was um, at the at the second half to be giving up so many chances to San Jose, but for them to be able to take on defenders and for them to be able to continue uh, playing. And, you know, I mean, the guys that earned the, you know, their... <laughs> Their cards, they they did, and um, it means that they're doing their job, as we always say. Uh, you know, San Jose uh, is praised for their man marking and and for their defense, so I think that's why the Galaxy did, weren't able to get back more. But it was just it was just a wild ride as as Cali Classico is going to be because it, it you know besides Bond literally being. Um, I want to say like San Jose seemed like they had a magnetic field around there. There, it was just literally like you don't understand how those things just didn't go in for the Galaxy. Even uh, Efrain Alvarez, you know, he he's been getting some criticism lately, and he had a few chances 
himself, especially early on. And and then you literally have this force that is Bond uh, keeping the sheet clean. So it was just it was just a really I, I thought it was. Uh, an exciting game and I, and I I don't think that the performance of the galaxy should be underrated or, or overshadowed um, you know by Bond had to make so many changes and and again I, I've said this before the galaxy do get gassed um, in in the second half um, you know that is where we give up a lot of the chances and like you said this international break is exactly going to be um, for them to tighten things up but at least now we know that we've got guys on the pitch that we, you know, uh, young developing guys that can that can keep up uh, with these challenges. So I I think I think this game shows a lot a lot better. Um, I feel not. I think the Galaxy feel a lot more confident as well. I think one one thing that this game showed to me, at least you know, kind of a kind of a quieter thing is this whole entire concept of the next man up kind of thing, which is that. You know, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Dos Santos goes out in the 53rd minute and Saldana steps in and does a fantastic job. I mean, some of the skill checks he was pulling, I was like, is this kid howled? You know, kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but it's this idea that, you know, Williams goes out, Dupuis steps up. You know, like, you know, they have legit come out because of international duty, Efrain steps up. Like, they do have this unarching or this overarching sense of the next guy up, like, it's going to be okay. And I think, you know, that's that that to me is bigger than just depth that's a sense of this is a group of individuals that are pulling for one another that there is a sense that it's not a, a collection of 23 individuals you know pulling in all different directions it does feel like a team and i and, and that's you know a huge difference from you know the past couple of galaxy teams where you know th- this does feel like okay hey we're all going in the correct direction i mean you know you talk about the cameos that carlos harvey has made you know the, you talk about you know I, you know, I, he hasn't had the greatest start to the season, but, you know, they have O'Neill Fisher, you know, like, it, it does feel like, you know, hey, okay, you know, X can't go, we have Y. And that's, I, I it's been a while since I felt that about a Galaxy team. It's been a while since I've, I've felt, okay, like, you know, someone goes down injured, as, as tragic as that is, okay, you know, it, it's not going to be the end of the world. Like, we can get away, you know, like, it's not going to be pretty, but we can get away with it. And I think that's a really big thing. And I think we saw that definitely against... San Jose, you know, that, that sense of everyone pulling in the same direction. Um, yeah, but again, you know, shouting out Jonathan Bond, I mean, let's, let's just enjoy that for what it was. I mean, that was, I, I, I've, I've seen imperious keeper performances. That might be the best keeping day I've ever seen. I mean, that was just brilliantly good at times. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, shades of Tim Howard versus Belgium in the 2014 World Cup kind of stuff. Like, I mean, he was, he was coming up with saves that just don't make sense, that, like, you don't make normally. <laughs> So I, you know, and that's you know. Well, that's why I, yeah. It's we we have a keeper that can win us three points, and that's awesome. Yeah, and and that's what made me end up texting you because I okay, you know, it's one thing to be really hyped about somebody and and, and a guy that is, uh, for the most part, because the consensus is that he's he's a looker, right? Everybody's a Bond girl or a Bond boy now, <laughs> um, you know. But it, but it's another thing. This performance, I was like, okay, this is what I'm talking about, you know. And 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 anybody who was a skeptic before, I feel like, or they're, you know, understandably so, a little critical of. Well, it's a little early to say. And and this is the game that to me it reflects. And that's what made me text you, like, okay, what did we do to deserve Bond? Where did he come from? Um, you know, he was the third keeper for England. It was like, the, I'm so glad that he came to the Galaxy because. Um, you know, as much as I want the defense 
to tighten up. Um, he's he's really been showing what what you can really do uh, in the net. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, know? we got kind of lucky that you know he was behind the third the the, the third keeper for for the England national team at, at West Brom, and he wanted game time, and so he decided to come here. Um, so I guess thank you, West yeah, Brom, for overachieving and then underachieving this season and getting relegated um, and giving us one of the great keepers. Um, yeah, you know, I think the, also, I mean, the bond signing, it just feels like, you know, the recruiting department got a little smarter in the off season, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I know Greg Vanny kind of came out and said, oh, well, the reason we went to France for most of our scouting was because it was easier to get to, uh, you know, in terms of travel restrictions and visa restrictions and whatever have you in, in, in an era of, of difficult travel. But he also kind of, I almost think, you know, he's saying that to deflect from the fact that nobody's really gone to Ligue 2 in France and, you know, pulled guys out of there. And I mean, you look at, you know, and obviously this is very early days, but you look at what Cabral and Grancier have done, you know, Grancier, again, you know, there, there's questions, but, you know, I think in this game, this was the first game where it's like, oh, okay, now I kind of see what we're getting here. And Cabral has been, you know, he's just, the only thing he's missing is a goal, you know. Yep. They've gotten smarter about a lot of things. And I, I think this is a really good sign for kind of not just this year but next year and the year after yeah and and to me it makes sense i mean in case anybody forgot france won the world cup (laughs) um i think that picking guides from over there um is gonna hopefully lead to our cup (laughs) (laughs) um all right well that covers the san jose ellie galaxy game and um you know, after the international break, like I said, uh, LA Galaxy on June 19th, um, which stadiums will be at full capacity here That's, in California. That that um, game against Seattle is going to be a phenomenal atmosphere with the first game back. And I mean, just that, you know, the games against Seattle always kind of bring out the best in the supporters. So, you know, it's 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 going to be impressive. One, one well, as we get closer to that game, I, we'll, we will definitely preview that. But oh, one kind sorry, of... Sorry, your mic cut out again. Ah, just, uh, well, backtrack. As we get closer to... Um, that game against uh, the, that game against Seattle, we'll, we'll definitely preview it. But one nugget I want to give you guys before, just yeah, to start sure. thinking about, mm-hmm. is Seattle through the last two games, in both those games, combined expected goals, 0.9. That's a team that scores like three goals for fun, and they are severely underperforming what they should be doing. So there might be some alarm bells in Seattle going off soon. There might be, and I'm also, now that you say this about the international break, I'm like, well, that gives them a chance to reset, too. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens when that comes. But uh, U.S. men's national team uh, plays Honduras tomorrow at 4.30 Pacific yeah. Standard Time. Um, yeah, no, so, um, but I, I, I really quick before we, we hop into that, I do want to give a shout-out to the, the six players that have gotten call-ups to the national teams for the Galaxy, of course, Sebastian Lechette, uh, Jonathan DeSantos, uh, Pipo Gonzalez, Carlos Harvey, O'Neill Fisher, and Augie Williams. Um, congratulations to all of them. Um, and, uh, you know, it's um, an exciting... Oh, God. Um, sorry, I'm having a little bit of mic trouble today. I apologize. Um, but, yeah, uh, six Galaxy players called up. Um, excited for all of them. Uh, I've been trying to figure out which game Sierra Leone is playing. It looks like it's a uh, postponed uh, African Cup of Nations qualifier, so hopefully Augie Williams sees the field. Um so then we have, of course, this, this USA Honduras game. I'm sorry, I'm trying to troubleshoot as we go along. Um, which this is going to be an interesting game. I mean, uh, United States 16-4 and five all-time versus Honduras. Um, 
this is an interesting Honduras team. Um, you know, I, I think it's 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 a it's an odd mash of of young and old talent. Um, you know, they've, they've, uh, they're there's captain and you know kind of anchoring center back is is Maynard Figueroa at 37 years old, I believe, playing for Houston. I want to say, um, yeah, uh, and then you know you've got. Oscar Bonnie Garcia also in Houston, you know, kind of one of the, the older veterans of this team. But there is a lot of young talent here. I mean, you, uh, you know, Albert Elise at 25, you know, just finished his first season in Portugal. I believe he scored nine goals for Bovista. Um, they've got, you know, uh, Rigoberto Rivas, who's an exciting young talent uh, currently playing uh, at uh, Regina on loan um, from the Milan clubs. Um, I, I, this is going to be, I, I have a feeling, you know, Honduras is definitely going to, to try to, to bunker and counter here. They're going to feel opportunistic. Um, you know, I think they're going to take advantage of their speed on the wings and really hurt the United States. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, the, it, Honduras has said they want to make this a multi-goal affair, which means they're not going to necessarily bunker for the sake of bunkering for a 1-0 win, but bunker and then, you know, try to use that speed on the counter to, um, to kind of hurt the United States. I think that's going to be an interesting kind of matchup, especially out in the wings. Um, of course, the United States lost 2-1 to Switzerland in their last outing. Sebastian Lejet scored the only goal for the United States. Um, it was an interesting game. I thought that first half was, was probably more what we'd like to see. You know, the United States kind of fell apart after the second half substitutions. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, when Brooks came off, the defense kind of fell apart. You know, you know no Tyler Adams, um, you know, is a problem. Um, but, you know, he's rumored to be at least close. That's why they brought him to the roster. Um, he's dealing with a lower back problem, and as someone who deals with lower back problems, they're very tricky. <laughs> um, Same. You know, I, I think this is going to be an interesting, uh, in, an interesting game, simply because the United States is such a young roster that we're now all, you know, now we're in this competition period for, you know, World Cup qualifying. Like, you know, people want to stake their starting spots, and so, you know, I think this Nations League is going to be really interesting because this is the last we're going to see of these players at least this summer. Halter has come out and said that, you know, if you were called up for the Nations League, you're not going to the Gold Cup. I think that's partially minutes managing, you know, obviously. Um, so I think it's going to be an interesting kind of uh, a game on, uh, on, on uh, uh, tomorrow. Yeah, and there's actually lots of places to watch it. It's actually broadcasted on TUDN, Univision now, uh, Paramount Plus, TVS Sports Network, uh, TUDN USA, and Univision. So you guys... <laughs> get at it yeah it's, it's an exciting inaugural tournament and it's going to be uh well thank you so much mm-hmm. oh sorry um yeah it's it's an exciting inaugural tournament I'm, I'm excited to see you know kind of how each team approaches this because you know the united states it's kind of you know young guys proving themselves honduras kind of setting up for uh, uh, uh you know world cup qualifying run you know mexico the the inevitable death star that they are right now and Costa Rica, kind of, you know, a, a bit of an unknown quantity. So I'm, I'm excited to see these, these, uh, you know, three, four games and see how they all uh, shape out. Yeah. So thank you so much again for joining us, and we'll be back. Uh, is it next week, or are we taking a break too? <laughs> uh, let's do. Let's do next week. Why not? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's plenty of soccer going on. If you're not following, uh, the women's league is also all on. So we'll catch you next week. Thanks again.